There's a chance for Mule and Burroughs. They score! And the Mules score! Scores! Three in a row for the Mules! Duke has to put it up at the buzzer! It's good! And the Mules win it! Coming to you from Allentown, Pennsylvania, welcome to the Mule and Mules podcast. Each episode, we'll talk to the coaches, staff, athletes, and alumni who make up the Muhlenberg Athletics family and are proud to call themselves Mules. And welcome back to the Muhlenberg Mules podcast. Our guests this week are two longstanding members of the Mule Athletic Department, Megan Petruno, who has been Associate Director of Athletics since 2012, and Kristen Stuckel, who has been head women's lacrosse coach since 2001. These two women have more in common than where they work, They are also the mothers of special needs children, and on the podcast today, we'll talk about Caroline and Lily. Uh, Let's start with you, Megan. Uh, Tell us about Caroline. Thanks. I'd be happy to. Caroline is 18 years old. She is the second of my three children. She attends Mercy School for Special Learning here in Allentown. She has several diagnoses. She has cerebral palsy, which uh, affects her coordination and her gait. The way that she walks, I think, is certainly the most notable or noticeable attribute of her cerebral palsy. Caroline also has an intellectual disability, so she doesn't necessarily function the way a typical 18-year-old does, um, intellectually speaking. And she is also on the autism spectrum. And also, Caroline is one of the most social people I think I have ever met. And she loves interacting with people. She loves connecting with people. You're up next, Kristen. Tell us about Lily. Great. Thanks for having me. Uh, Lily is now nine years old. She is the youngest of my four children. I think part of wanting to do this was just helping others, educating, understanding. I think I thought as a mother having my fourth child, I kind of knew how to do everything and what to do, but this has brought a whole new world for sure into my life. So just understanding her disability, she has cerebral palsy, which I think they use very much as an umbrella term. And there's a lot of people that can be on several different ends of it. She is nonverbal, non-ambulatory. She does have a few words. She had kind of what they call the global hypoxia. She was born fine. Five days after her birth, she had some kind of illness, virus, that they did not know what it was. But unfortunately, it did cause her uh, um, to stop breathing. So that caused the global damage to her brain. So again, as Megan was saying, as she was talking about her daughter, Lily does have uh, issues with intellectual disability and you know movement, et cetera. But like Caroline, she's very, very friendly, outgoing. What I would want you to really know about Lily is she likes to smile. She's friendly. She wants you to say hello to her. She really likes to eat. And so those are some of the things that I think are great to know about Lily. You know, you talked about that, that you thought you had the whole motherhood thing down when, when you had Lily. You know, working in athletics, it's kind of crazy to begin with. Lots of Lots of odd hours, nights, weekends, things like that. Talk about some of the ways you've had to adjust some of the things that you do to accommodate having having a child who you know needs a little bit more. I think some of the adjustments I've made is just on me personally, you know, just understanding their needs. And it's true. I mean, she needs constant care. So uh, you know, just really being organized, scheduling, 
knowing things in advance, how to make sure you, you have that coverage and that care is very important. You know, I'm lucky that I've had to do that anyway. So, you know, definitely have adjusted in, in that manner. As your children get older, though, it is nice. They do start to become a little bit more independent, my other children. So that has alleviated some of that. But with Lily, you have to stay constant and true to having that care and that coverage, you know, from she also goes to school, you know, but whether if I had an early morning practice, you know, having coverage before the bus or, you know, when she gets off the bus, weekends, you know, we obviously do a lot of weekend activities. So that can sometimes be more difficult to have coverage then. So just being really organized. Um, I've really tried to make sure that my work has never suffered. I think it's only brought great things into my work and my ability to relate to people and athletes that are all different and, and offer different things. So I think, you know, one of the things, maybe adjustment is just, you know, never underestimate somebody you know, never underestimate an athlete that comes in that you may think is not going to be a key player. You never know. So those are just some things that, that have, how it's kind of affected me. How about you, Megan? I, I think I have learned how to ask for help and also how to accept help. I think I am a, am a self-aware enough person to know I'm a little bit of a control freak, especially with things that are happening at, at home. I did spend some time as a stay-at-home mom, so I ran a tight ship around here. And so to invite people into my home to take care of my children or the things that I typically had done was a lot and a really big adjustment, but it's also sort of liberating in a way and, and, and probably beneficial for Caroline and, and for my other two children to know that you don't have to do it all, that it's okay to ask for help and, and it's just the right thing to do. Another thing is, is I think, Somewhat, I'm, I'm sort of a private person, so really, and we are an athletic family. Both my husband and I played a sport in college. My, my two boys play sports. Caroline has been on the sidelines of almost every sport for forever. And then we arrive at Muhlenberg and, you know, she wants to come to the games for various reasons, but number one, because she really loves sports. So to bring in your personal family life to your workplace and put it on display, for lack of a better word, is, is I don't know, it's interesting. Not everybody does that. And it took some adjustment, I think, on my part. And, you know, a lot of acceptance. There's a lot of acceptance on this road of parenthood in general, but certainly parenting children uh, and individuals with special needs. But, it, but it's good. And this Muhlenberg community is, there's no better community. Caroline is a familiar face around Muhlenberg athletic events. I, I know she's, she's made friends among a lot of the athletes, a lot of the coaches. The, the school that she goes to, the Mercy School, um, mm -hmm. has had a field day at Muhlenberg. So that has to have, have helped quite a bit, just, just being part of that community. Oh, absolutely, for sure. Our Muhlenberg community at large, but specifically our student athletes, are, are truly genuine, caring interesting, understanding people. And um, they, 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 they take to Caroline. They're not um, afraid. And a lot of people can be. She's, she's a little bit louder. She moves awkwardly. You know, people could be like, take a step back and, you know, sort of wonder how to proceed. Our kids lean in. They, they want to they talk to her. They want to get to know her. It's really beautiful to watch. It truly is. Kristen, talk about Lily perhaps not quite as visible at the at Muhlenberg events as, as Caroline is, but just talk about ways that, that working at Muhlenberg has kind of helped you deal with this and 
you know, help the situation with you. I would agree with Megan that the community is so welcoming, you know, accepting of differences. I think it's awesome for our players, our student athletes, our students to see people of all differences. And I agree with Megan that they, they do lean in. I too find it hard to ask for help and, and I like to be a private person, but the community there is just so welcoming. So, you know, if we want to go to a soccer game or something and be on the sideline and maybe Lily's a little loud or whatnot, you know, I, I find it, it, it's okay because, you know, the students understand. And I think that it's a great thing to put out there that, you know, if you don't understand, say hello, ask. Um, I think, you know, that's the hardest thing. And I, I would not have known this if, if I weren't a parent of special needs, but, you know, it, it, come over and, and say hi, if you're comfortable, you know, whatever your comfort zone is. And maybe not every parent will, will feel that way, but I think just understanding, accepting, and that's, that's what Muhlenberg's community puts out there. So I just, I find that to be tremendous. And then also on the other side, you know, maybe I'm not going to bring her to as many basketball games because she is loud and I don't want it to be distracting. And to also, you know, understand on on that side, you know, that, you know, I I do need some separation at times and and that's okay. I will say, you know, since Caroline is older, it, it was tremendous for me to be able to, you know, see Megan in action, you know, with Caroline and, and just see, how um, loving and caring. I remember being at a restaurant one time, eating dinner and uh, Megan came in with her family and Caroline and Caroline was like the hit of the restaurant for the other family they were sitting with. And it was just so refreshing to see and, and to know that, you know, we'll be okay in this moment. You mentioned people's comfort level in, in talking to you or, or talking to Lily or, or talking to Caroline. If, if people are uncomfortable or are unsure about how to, um, how to interact with, with, with you and your family, any, any kind of advice you can, you can kind of give? I mean, I've definitely had the situations where there's a lot of staring or, or parents will have younger children that they're trying to tell, be quiet, don't stare, you know, whatever. I mean, I, I sometimes I'll engage them and just be like, come over, say hi, or whatever, so again, I think it depends on their comfort zone, on the person's comfort zone. I mean, I'd much rather someone say hi than stare, <laughs> but it's, it's understandable. It's, it's unknown. It's, it's, uh, it's different. And, and I, I do think it's tremendous that children that are able to be brought up and see or interact with other children that have disabilities, because I think it makes a lasting effect on them, you know, throughout their life. But you know whatever you're comfortable with. But I I I like to talk anyway. So if you want to talk to me or ask questions, I'm not gonna pretend like I know I'm perfect at this or know everything. But would love to be able to share anything I can or help anybody along the way for sure. Yeah, boy, I echo everything that Kristen just said. Certainly, we've been on the receiving end of a lot of you know sideways glances and and staring and and questions, and then parents trying to hush their children. So I encourage grownups and children ask the question. It's really okay. And that's really what's going to make us a more inclusive society down, down the road for the next person you meet who may look differently or who may speak differently or walk differently. You know, Kristen, uh, you know, a hundred percent, and I'm always willing to, to talk. And, and something I think that's been interesting for Caroline, of course, she's older than Lily and, and, and right now she's more verbal than Lily is, but 
Caroline has been able to answer questions. You know, when like kids have said, why do you walk that way? And she says flat out because I have cerebral palsy. And, and then the conversation kind of ends and the parents usually take over because the, the kid might say, well, what is that? And I'm not sure Caroline can quite elaborate, but at least she, she knows and she's okay with it, I, I think, and, and able to, in some ways, speak up for herself. Both of you mentioned earlier that, you know, for, for Megan, it was your, uh, Caroline's your fourth child. And, and for Kristen, it's your, no, for your second. Uh, sorry about that, Megan. Uh, <laughs> okay. Kristen, your fourth. But, but I imagine this might have been different if it, if it was your first child. How did it help you having gone through motherhood already and, and having older children who, who had maybe not at the time, but at this stage can certainly help help you out? I think... Sports, of course, had a lot to do with it. As my older child got involved in school and sports, Caroline just naturally was brought along to every event, every gathering. So it was natural, I think, for her to be around other people and for other people to be accepting, I think, of her. But I think community is always important, or what we have found is how important community is when you are raising a child who has special needs. So the, the more people we have contact with, the better. And I think her older brother, you know, exposed her to to his life, which was really a very beautiful thing. And of course, now, as soon as they get their driver's license, oh my gosh, they're, they're super helpful because they can help drive Caroline to maybe a physical therapy appointment or or somewhere. So they are they're helpful. They're dependable. She she really looks up to both of her brothers, even though one is younger. They're good role models for her. They accept her. They're typical. Sometimes she drives them crazy and they drive her crazy. Uh, I, I mean, I'm so happy that we, we do have a large family and Lily can interact with her siblings because she loves other people and she loves children. And so any interaction that she can have with her siblings she can have with her siblings' friends, she loves. So it really was a blessing to have the other children. It definitely was difficult. You know, Luke was only two and a half or whatnot. And I was dragging him to physical therapy and all these different therapies to start with her as an infant. So that was, that was different. But again, they've learned so much through this path and are really caring, loving people for sure and understanding. And I mean, easy for me to say as their mom, but there are life lessons intertwined in there that you can only have from that experience. So I think it's, you know, definitely made an impact on their lives. And especially now that they're a bit older, it really is a huge help to be able to, I need to run to the supermarket. Can you, you know, hang out with her for, for 10 minutes or whatever? So they, they definitely can be a big support system to us and she knows them and is comfortable with them. So that makes, you know, a big deal, but she definitely does love the excitement, the interaction with them and uh, going to the sports games. Definitely. Like Megan said, you know, going to all those outings uh, is, is really fun for her because she likes to interact with all the people. H having been through this, you know, for nine years for you, for, for Kristen and, and 18 now for Megan, what advice would you give for other parents who maybe find themselves suddenly with a with something that they hadn't expected having having a, a, a child who might have some special needs and might need some special attention what what's some advice you would give to 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 other parents in that situation if i had any advice to give to other parents it would be find 
community, talk to other parents, ask questions of your doctors, of your therapists, and really, really advocate for yourself. And, and then ask some more questions and then find that community again. There are so many things that I have learned along the way from other parents and other caregivers as well that I never, ever would have known. And I'm really grateful for Kristen. We have our own little community within our Muhlenberg Athletic Department community because, you know, there are times where she and I hop into an office, close a door and just you know, talk through some of these things. Have you experienced this? What do you think about this? Have you tried this? Which is incredible. And again, it goes back to this, ask for help and accept help. I don't know all the answers. I've been doing this for 18 years, but on any given day, I feel like I might not really know what I'm doing. So let me ask somebody. Just the other day, I was, I was on the telephone trying to work out some, you know, administrative insurance type things for Caroline. I hung up and I said to my husband, this could be a full-time job. And it really could just navigating the, the the world between medicine and appointments and therapists and uh, so many other things. So to find resources, friends, community, and, and asking for help, always ask for help. Things I've learned and advice that I have, I would say I would definitely pull on your past experiences. I think that's why I always say to my athletes, so much you can learn from sports. It's such a great platform. You have to persevere. You have to be committed. You have to communicate. And so I've been fortunate that I've, I've had sports in my life and I can use all these different challenges I've had and be able to pull from those and grow from those and move forward. You know, life is not exactly as you expect, just as in a game. Things don't always go as planned, as laid out on the sheet by the coach. So you have to read the defender, make adjustments, and move forward. And so I think, you know, at the beginning, you want everything to be perfect. Who doesn't want their child to be perfect and aspirations of them being a great athlete or going to their games or whatnot. So you kind of have to deal with that hurdle, I think, at first, that it's going to be a different path than you anticipated but that's okay. You're prepared. You can pivot, you can make changes and you can move forward. So I, I think I've really pulled on those things, those aspects in my life that I've gotten through sports, I've gotten through my career, things that I hope to, you know, push on to my players and let them learn from, from different adversities, different challenges. I always say, you know, you're growing the most when you're being challenged. So I would say, you know, you have to deal with those things. I totally concur with Megan that you need a community. You need to talk to people just like we do in sports. We have to communicate and, and you're learning as you're going that that's for sure. You, you don't know exactly how to, how to do it, but um, you learn as you go and you keep practicing and you keep practicing and you advocate for your daughter or your son. And you try to keep your family all together on the same ship at the same time. But I will say um, I'm so glad that I, was able to balance both family and a career because it really has been important in, in so many different aspects for me personally to continue to educate, continue to learn. So, you know, if, if you're faced with a challenge like this, you can do it, rely on your friends or family and everything they have around you to use those resources to make it work. Yeah, that's good advice. I, I, I think those, some of those last few words that you said, you can do it. I think that's that's the most important things because I'm sure both of you at, at some point felt 
overwhelmed, but I, I, I think you're proof that that it can be done and and the the things that you just said are are really important. So as we wrap up our uh, our podcast, we usually ask a couple of getting to know you you questions of our guests, but I thought we just cut it down to one this time. And I thought the one question, what's your favorite quote? And, and I thought we could relate it to what, what we've just been discussing. And, and I'll start with you, Kristen. I know scores of Muhlenberg women's lacrosse players have graduated with the saying, be comfortable with the uncomfortable ingrained into their heads. And, and, and I think that that really applies so much to, you know, to, to your situation with, with, with Lily and, and what we've been talking about. Definitely. And, you know, I could be just comfortable and use that quote that I always use, but I, I dug in and found something just a little bit different, same kind of lines, but, but yeah, that's something I definitely say to my players all the time. You know, you don't know if your stick's going to be broke when you get there or the ref that you don't like is showing up or it's raining or it's cold and, and you have to just be comfortable and be able to play and persevere even when you're uncomfortable. So that's, that's definitely something I say. The other thing I would just wanted to pass on, and, and I remember having a great conversation with Ron Roan about this, is, is stay in the moment. And I think that's something with special needs too. You know, as Megan was saying, she's on the phone all the time, doing all these paperwork and everything else. And a lot of times you just gotta take it moment to moment, especially at the very beginning, if you get a diagnosis like this or something like that, you just have to stay in the moment. You can't be thinking too far ahead, even though we, we need to at times, but, but stay in the moment. But the quote that kind of resonated with me and I hope brings strength and encouragement to others with what I wanted to end with was that life doesn't get easier or more forgiving. We get stronger and more resilient. And so that I truly believe. All right, Megan, top that. I'm not sure that's possible, but I, I go back to, I, and, and I hope this sort of came out during the course of our conversation is how grateful my family and I are to the Muhlenberg community and how they've welcomed Caroline and really how they make her feel. I think on a daily basis, she and, and maybe other special needs children like this, and I, I will say probably, we as humans just want to be accepted and connect with people and, and love, don't we all? But I think especially Caroline and, and the Muhlenberg community has really made her feel that accepted, included, connected on so many levels. And I, I could give examples of, of dozens and dozens and dozens of student athletes and, and other individuals on campus who have made her feel welcome. But anyway, my, my favorite quote is from Maya Angelou. And it says, I have learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. I think that's how I try to live. And I think that is how, how I feel about the Muhlenberg community. We, we as the Paterno family will never forget how they make us feel. That wraps things up again. Megan, Kristen, thank you very much for, for joining us on the podcast and continued success as you, as you navigate this, this world with your special needs daughters. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. The Muhlenberg Mules podcast is a production of the Muhlenberg Office of Athletic Communications with Joe Widener, Zoe Keim, and Marty the Mule. If you have any questions or comments, please send us an email at mulespodcast at muhlenberg.edu or call our pod line at 484-664-4001 and leave a message. We will answer questions in future episodes. The Muhlenberg Mules podcast is available on Apple and Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts. 
please rate and review us and recommend us to your friends. For the latest in Muhlenberg College athletics, please follow us on social media at M-U-H-L underscore S-P-O-R-T-S. Until next week, Go Mules!